Hari Om, Namaste. Today, the uh, sessions that have uh, been postponed from yesterday evening uh, will be the first ones. Uh, this session was planned for yesterday evening. The session is called uh, Poetry in Stone. Uh, this is uh, the sculptures. Uh, the, the papers are on sculptures. Uh, the cultural program was getting delayed yesterday, so uh, we thought we had to give the stage to the uh, folk singer and the dancer, so we had to cut short. The papers of uh, yesterday uh, that have been postponed to today, this session has two papers. Uh, one is on Modhera, the other is on uh, Shashikanji is covering uh, Mahabharata uh, Yatra, the village, the whole village uh, goes on a Yatra in, inside the village itself for a given number of days, usually around 20 to 40 days to perform Mahabharata. Uh, the whole village participates in Mahabharata performance. This is about that Yatra and he has made a film called Kelai Draupadi. Uh, this is a Tamil Nadu uh, tradition. Shashikanji is a highly senior uh, photography person, cultural researcher, cultural documentation specialist. He is bringing Mahabalipuram sculptures into life by shooting all the Mahabalipuram sculptures and then making them through his uh, uh, graphical, uh, digital graphic uh, work, he is giving them color and bringing three-dimensional picturization for them. Recently, he has finished a Hoyasala heritage tour also. He has uh, brought all the panels of Hoyasala Mahabharata, Hoyasala Ramayana, and he is bringing all the Hoyasala frames back into life. Even if the sculptures are broken, he is fulfilling them, and uh, he is making the whole story of uh, the Hoyasala pictures. So. Sri Shashikanchi is going to now talk about Mahabharata uh, uh, performance, Yatra inside the village. The whole village goes for a Yatra. Okay. Yeah, sorry for the disturbance. So I'm going to be speaking about the, uh, there's a very interesting Yatra in Tamil Nadu called the Mahabharata Kutuvira. So basically it happens in a place called the Dharmaraja temple. And uh, the story is that uh, Dharmaraja is never taken out as a Urchavamurti. So it's only Draupadi who is taken out. Because Dharmaraja, uh, people, the, uh, the belief is that Dharmaraja shouldn't see Kali Yuga, which is outside. So Dharmaraja is only inside the temple and Draupadi is taken to all the performance spaces. So the entire, uh, the story is that Draupadi is, uh, uh, the festival is performed so that Draupadi can hear her own story again. And uh, I first uh, saw this in uh, 1999 when I was shooting for somebody else. And uh, it was a theatre person from Delhi who was making a, what do you say, documentation of Terikutu. And uh, it was a 40-night uh, performance. But in the day, something else was happening. And that intrigued me. So, the, uh, it's 20 hours a day they perform. In the night, the Mahabharata is performed as Kutu. In the afternoon, it's narrated as a story. And in the morning, they do it as village rituals. So, by doing it as a, 
in the morning they do it as village rituals okay so it's a three layer le uh, three levels of performance and all these levels what do you say have uh, they contradict okay and there is that is part of the thing so mahabharata is never told it is invoked so it's a, it's a mahabharata in you which you have to what do you say okay so and uh, it starts from a very simple thing the writer viliputrar has his uh, fight with his younger brother okay and both are very good poets so uh, the what do you say play in the festival starts from there so he goes to his king and he says that uh, please settle the property dispute so king varavari kondan respects both the brothers as poets and he wants to defer he doesn't want to what do you say with one brother against the other so he says please both of you write the mahabharatam and one after you write the mahabharatam i will settle your property dispute so the brothers accept and they go to write the mahabharatam and when they are writing the mahabharatam they realize that uh, that's what they are writing about property dispute and they settle their resisting and uh, but other thing which viliputra says is that uh, i am a vishnu bhakt i'll only write portions where vishnu is there okay and uh, so only 10 sargams they write so when he when he asked to perform and uh, recite the bharatam people say that it is not uh, bharatam okay where is uh, the ganapati uh, suti before the bharatam so viliputra's son who is there in the auditorium gets up and he says my father wrote that but he forgot it so the father son problem the entire what do you say brothers problem is solved and that is why the mahabharatam is performed here to build a community of belonging so there are what do you say each jadi in the village is assigned a certain they are take up a certain kind of a ritual which they sponsor and they feed their thousands of people come there so it is that jadi's responsibility to feed the entire community who comes there in a village they don't have one and this is about 300 400 villages okay i'll uh, so i'll start with the first video which is the beginning of uh, the film where it's not alone the mahabharat is invoked in this entire festival uh, draupadi is always called as a sister of rama so uh, when you are uh, what do you say uh, uh, narrating the mahabharat you are also invoking the ramayana so that is the uh, so that is the first video which i'll play
So this is the uh, uh, premise that uh, uh, this uh, Mahabharata and Ramayana and uh, are all seen as stories of exile, and the entire village goes into exile during this performance. So it, even their own village, they are what do you say uh, outside in the field. It's 20 hours a day that the performance, okay, and it is a uh, say uh, for the killing of Bakasura, Bhima has to carry food to Baka. So the entire village gets up in the early in the morning cooks food and Bhima and Bakasura go to each village, collect the food and to take to uh, and finally the, at the end of the, uh, in the field, Bakasura is killed by Bhima. So every ritual, the villagers inscribe themselves. So they, they don't become just observers. They are also the uh, actors of the Mahabharata. Okay, so the Mahabharata is both inside oneself and outside oneself in the way it is performed. So uh, uh, the Kiratarjunyam, that is the other uh, it starts from uh, uh, the Pallava period, na? the Pallava, that's a huge story, but it is, uh, this entire festival started with the Pallava Chalukya war, and there are memories of that uh, very strongly there. And Kirat Arjunyam, which is what you say, one of the major uh, Arjuna's penance, which is one of the major rituals here, is what you say, seen all over South India. And there is a story of how it goes from, uh, it starts from uh, actually the Chalukya, comes to uh, Mamalapuram. Then from here it goes into the uh, Hoysala and then it comes to Vijayanagara. And th these are the most beautiful depictions of Kiratarjunyam. I wanted to play that video but it's too long so I would uh, sh uh, shift it there. But this three levels of performance is what is interesting actually. In a sense that uh, the Kutu, the storytellers will contest that this is not the Mahabharata. With the Kutu people say. That uh, they say that you people are illiterate, you do not know the Mahabharata. And uh, the ritual, the, the village is the final arbiter because they are uh, giving the money to the and uh, so they'll say that this is the Mahabharata. So it is, uh, but the Mahabharata is uh, everybody has to reconstruct for themselves at that point of time. So it becomes a journey for each one who is participating. So uh, the closest example I can give and also that uh, the villages when they hire, they don't, every year the Mahabharata is performed, but every year the performance is different because uh, they hire one uh, Kutub uh, group this time which have a certain tradition of uh, performance. They'll hire a different storyteller who has a different, what do you say, they have say, certain things which are unique to them. So, and this mix-up, it's like uh, you hear Malkons of Bhimsen Joshi, next year you hear it from somebody else. So, at the end of 20 years, you have an idea of Malkons which is, encompasses all these performers, the folk, the classical, this and that actually. So, that is the experience which is there. So, it's not a... Uh, unipolar text, it's a, what do you say, it's a cumulative understanding. So you also remember yourself listening to the Mahabharata. So that is the kind of experience which is there, which I'm, this is the uh, immersive, uh, what do you say, experience of the Mahabharata, which is what stunned me and which is why I spent about 10 years following this up actually. So, and I finally, finally I'll come to the, the last ritual. So uh, the people will say it's, uh, here Duryodhana has to be killed, okay, and uh, so, the entire thing is, here the, all the three layers of the festival come together. The storytellers, the uh, Kutu performers, and the, uh, okay, everything is there and it's in a single, it's a ritual, storytelling, and the theater. Okay, that is, this is the climax of the festival, I'll just uh, go to that.
Thank you. That is the. So basically, this the anti-war thing is where uh, it starts to build a community of belonging is what the Mahabharata is being used for, and has been used for 1300 years. Okay. It has become bigger. There are about 150 groups right now. So there are Kutu groups, and there are 100. Uh, what do you say? Groups of storytellers. Uh, it's happening in a big fashion and uh, more number of villages are doing it. It's a, it, as a modern artist, na, if for my documentary films or my films, I'll be happy if 100 people come and watch the screening. Here there are thousands of people, so which is why I'm, how this works is an interesting story. Why people are, what do you say, 10,000 people are there, and the village is feeding uh, 10,000 people there on its own. So it's, it's quite a, it's a, and it happens 50 kilometers from Madras, and people in Madras do not know about it, which is really ter terrible, actually. So this is the, hmm? yeah, yeah. No, no, if you go into each and every uh, aspect, and the level of understanding of the epic is also, what do you say, fabulous. It's not like uh, what do you say? It's a it's a different kind of a. I showed it in uh, what do you say? Uh, Kurukshetra, you know, village near Kurukshetra, and they said, "Hey, duplicate Mahabharata." Amara, they got very angry. He said, "How can people in Tamil Nadu perform the Mahabharata?" <laughs> so uh, immediately, <laughs> immediately they called their performers, and uh, then they said, uh, "What do you want us to perform?" This is a challenge. I said, "Whatever you like performing." And they performed Karnat's dialogue with Kunti. So I said, when I first started doing research for this, I asked the Kutu people to perform something from Kutu. So and they said, what do you want us to perform? I said, whatever you like performing. They performed Karnat's dialogue with Kunti. <laughs> I said, so the, in terms of emotionally, the connect is there. Actually. Okay. So anyhow, any questions? your interpretation, I mean, what's the place it holds? Of course, in Sanskrit Mahakavya, it is a gem, yeah. but in folk tradition also that it is reflected, what, how do you account for this? No, it is coming for directly from the Pallava thing. We uh, will speak about it outside because uh, it is the Pallava, what do you say, they trace the ancestry from Ashwatthaman. So there is a long story about it. Why they trace the ancestry to Ashwatthaman is in the, in, in a certain tradition, Ashwatthaman, after he goes into exile, he's supposed to return back and he's supposed to become the next Vyasa of the Kaliuga. So the, Pallava, the Mahabharata tradition in Tamil Nadu seems to come from the Pallava period. But that, some uh, scholar has to do a real kind of thing, but it is there. In uh, Vaikuntha Perumal temple, you'll see the entire genealogy of the Pallavas, which is depicted there as panels. And the narrative panels come from the, uh, the first narrative panels which are there of the Pallava period are Kiratarjuniam, and that is also what is being performed in uh, the Kutu. And this Kutu is directly, the Raja is addressed as Potraja. Potraja is a name by which the Pallava king was called. Okay, even the Duryodhana, we called Potraja. Yeah, that is, that is also the name used for Kadak Lakshmi in Maharashtra, Potraja, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Potraja is the Pallava, what do you say, uh, 
So it, uh, that Kadak Lakshmi uh, 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 ritual is uh, very close, is all over uh, South India, mm -hmm. and it comes from the Pallava period. Okay. Okay. It is there. Uh, the same thing about uh, they they carry around and one person will sing. Uh, yes. It is there in Tamil. Uh, I'll show you an image of that. So we are we have been following that actually. We've been uh, traveling around uh, various versions of Potraja, and uh, that. Yeah. Is that why it is more prominent in the Tondai Mandalam, the Pallava region? Yeah. It's not seen very much in South Tamil No, it is there. It is there in a different... And uh, I think the Pallava thing, I have shot it in Kanyakumari. But it's a different version. So uh, Tondai Mandalam, it is very vibrant. It is there in uh, this thing also. It is, uh, it is there in Kerala, it's, uh, Karnataka. It, they do it in the Yakshagana in South Karnataka. And Andhra, South Andhra, it's there. So you travel to the entire thing, but it is... Uh, there is a difference always. Okay. Thank you.